Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Jim Mallard is the host with the most, puts the quack in the report, and leads a wide audience of para-freaks on an interesting journey of paranormous proportions. Join us as we welcome Jim Mallard to Paratruth Radio. Now Paratruth presents The Haunting Sound of the Duck with special guest Jim Mallard. What's going on, Parafans? Welcome to another episode of Paratruth Radio. So, uh, welcome to another episode. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we've got another great show for you, but to start things off, how has your week been so far there, good sir? It's been alright. I haven't done much other than work out. <laughs> That's about it. I've been been off of work like all week because, you know, they suck at giving hours, but, you know, it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, literally, I mean, I don't know if you guys can see on YouTube, I'm a little darker today than I was yeah, yeah. last week. Uh, and that's after just one day, two hours in the sun. So, and not to make uh, you feel self-conscious, but I can tell by your arm width that you've lost quite a bit of mass. I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't weighed myself. <laughs> I've been I've been spending a lot of time in the gym. Uh, I did two and a half hours today. So well, but before and, the, that though, you haven't really been able to get to the gym because of school mm-hmm. and doing the films and stuff, right? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been kind of rough getting to the gym, but um, over the last well, since the last month and a half, two months, I've been you know going pretty consistently, pretty pretty much every other day, uh, and you know lately I just changed it up, been spending even more time. <laughs> was doing like an hour <laughs> up until a month ago, and then it was like okay, time to spend more time in there. <laughs> I've been actually been trying to start to get to the gym too. It's been slow going, but I am trying to get to to a regular routine again because I, I don't want to not fit into my suit come the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so folks. Uh, well, whoops, wrong one. The heck was that? <laughs> that was an angry cat. What I wanted was this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, today, folks, we've got a awesome guest on. Uh, his name's Jim Mallard. And he does a podcast called The Mallard Report. Uh, we were actually on his show a couple of weeks ago. So if you guys mix it, missed it, it is on YouTube. It is on Spreaker. So just check out The Mallard Report and you'll, the Mallard Report and you'll find it. So, uh, I guess without further ado, let's go to the line with our friend Jim Mallard. Jim, welcome to Paratruth Radio. How are you tonight? I'm pretty good, actually. Um, nice weather today, which it's been storming here the last couple, so it's, it's nice to get out and enjoy some sunshine for a change. Well, to uh, let everybody know who you are, where you're coming from, uh, tell them a little bit about yourself and about your, your podcast. I'm Jim Mallard, the host of the Mallard Report, the fastest hour in paranormal talk radio. Um, so I do that. That's my podcast. And I actually started as a paranormal investigator a couple of years before the show started. So that's where, I guess, I guess Ghost Hunter would probably be the more operative term, I guess, is what we were doing. <laughs> and... Uh, 
and then it turned into paranormal investigator as I got interested in UFOs and Sasquatch and da da da. You know all the rest of the the, right. the things that go on. Everything so. that has fell <laughs> under the paranormal umbrella. Right? <laughs> yeah, every, every you know when, when you say paranormal, people just think you're talking about ghosts, and then you actually start looking into it right. and you go, "Where where exactly you know where exactly are the edges of this anymore?" Because you start expanding your horizons. Now it's even in the conspiracy theories, and I could kind of, kind of consider those paranormal. So it's kind of all weird, right? So. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the first question. I mean, you and I have known each other for years, even though I kind of forgot for a while until you reminded me. Um, what actually got you started with with the paranormal? Uh, my son was. We were in Gettysburg, and my son's uh, six or seven months old, and he started babbling at something. We were in a haunted cellar. He started babbling off at something that wasn't there, wasn't a person, wasn't anything. And then the the, the storyteller, I guess. I don't think that. I don't think he'd appreciate that, but that's what I'm going to call him. Um, <laughs> all these stories about this child that would like to play for their children, you know. But meanwhile, I'm just seeing my son doing something that I haven't seen him do anywhere else on the planet in the last seven or eight months, or okay. six or seven eight months. Mm-hmm. So that kind of got me going. And then I did hear parts of these little things that he was playing for another child, and I'm like, eh. you know, you start you start doing that stuff. And then the next day, we we're out in the get uh, the battlefield, and I seen a re- I, well. I guess I should preference this way. I thought I seen a reenactor, and apparently it wasn't. So, I'll just leave it at that. It's huh. <laughs> always an interesting day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was an interesting twenty-four hours, and then you start processing through what. Okay, so you might have seen something, and then you figure out what you might have seen, and then, well, as I say, that just keeps. As you try to explain it, you start getting more questions, and I still, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, I, I still don't remember what the original question was, but I don't have the answer yet either. <laughs> <laughs> well, so after that, you're just simply hooked, huh? Yeah, and then I started, to, and then you start talking to people, you know, you start feeling people out. I guess you don't even start talking to people about it. You can't just come out and say it to most people. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have you've had that pre-conversation where you don't you try not to come across totally nuts, especially the first few people that you're trying to tell this to. Right. Yeah. Until you get a level of confidence going now, now I'll just walk up to someone and say, "Yeah, I believe in ghosts." Not a, not a big deal. But back then, when you weren't so even sure what you were believing in, right, right, it's different at best. But then then it got easier, and then then I started actually pursuing it with the investigations and stuff, and then now I now I sit around and talk about it quite a bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the uh, the transition then for you from investigating to just deciding to talk about it uh, with you know with, with your uh, listeners? Well, I, I I would still investigate tomorrow if the opportunity presented itself, but I, I've narrowed the focus down. It's it's become a lot more conductive with the family and stuff just to talk about it uh, time wise um, but the transition originally came from because my team we were trying to figure out ways to en- engage people on our website and I said well let's start doing some YouTube videos and we started doing them and they told me they didn't want to do them anymore and I still wanted to talk to people about the paranormal and the next thing I know I did a couple YouTube videos and then I, I found out this wonderful platform called internet radio and I've been hooked on that. I, that's that's what I've been more hooked on ever since. The <laughs> opportunities that allows you to talk to people, not only guests but the, the listeners from around the world, with right. simple right. simple means and simple communications, and that's that's beyond me. I still haven't gripped my uh, gripped that part of it all, but I, I enjoy. It. Yeah. So. So that actually kind of just sounds like our story wrapped into one person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 a com. I don't want to say common story, but it's an inter- It's a yeah. I know your story, so it's it's close. So yeah. So uh, after doing paranormal investigations, and both Eric and I have had several. We've actually done the past four episodes on it. Uh, did you have you ever come across anybody that has had? Same or similar uh, interactions, I guess you could say, with with the, the paranormal world as you have. No, not really. I mean, there's always the sim. The sim- there's always that thread that runs through everybody's experiences they've had. It seems that there isn't necessarily. Um the mere images of any same experiences for anybody. Right. Even people, even people, when you're going out and investigating, how they um, perceive, receive the message. I guess is I'm trying to figure out a word there. 
it's like the car accident thing. Two people see the same car accident, and then they tell you a different story later. So it, it becomes mm-hmm. interesting to see how that all comes back, I guess is right. the word to put it. So, <clears throat> which is, which is yeah. good, because I think it's good that people are seeing, I mean, seeing similar things, but not the same thing. Because if you, if, I'm sure you guys have realized this, if somebody comes back, you know, two people come back and tell you the exact same story, it sounds rehearsed. But, right. yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> with your radio show now, I, I'm sure you get a lot of interaction from your viewers. Does anyone approach you or, you know, email you, message you, whatever, with either photos or footage that they found on their own investigations that they would, like, help with? And you know, getting, like, that second eye or... Every once in a while. It used to be a lot more. And then I guess word got out that I, I was kind of a, I don't how do I say this nicely? I wasn't necessarily their best friend when it came to that kind of thing because I, I want, you know, they came, okay, I'll tell you when it kind of broke and I talked about it on the show. Somebody sent me a picture. They were investigating a cemetery, which I don't, I don't agree with in the first place. And they said, look at this cool missed picture we got. And I said, send me more pictures because one picture doesn't tell me about what you were doing that night. And I said, I said, I need to see more because I had seen that kind of a mist before, but I couldn't place my finger on it. And they sent me five more pictures, and sure enough, in the corner of the one picture was somebody smoking. And I said, I sent back, was anybody smoking that night? Oh, no, we only smoked during investigations, and I cropped that thing up and sent it back, and I said, there's your mist. If you don't believe me, go take some more pictures of it. And, um, yeah, after that, I don't think, I, I probably got two or three since then, but before that, it was more, because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to waste their time, and I don't want to waste my time getting these, you know, obvious, like I said, I knew I'd seen it, but I couldn't remember if it was somebody's breath or a cigarette smoke, and then when I seen the cigarette, I knew which one it was. Mm-hmm. Well, and if they didn't want you to debunk it, why did they send it to you in the first place? Yeah, well, I think that there was kind of the angle, hey, we caught this awesome apparition, we need to be on your show, talking about it. Oh. Okay. I guess it was their original end game, I guess, and mm-hmm. well, it didn't work out so well for them. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems that uh, the jaded people are the first ones to tell you what what a no pun intended quack <laughs> you are that uh, you didn't agree with their their perspective on it. Yeah, that, that's the other thing that kills me when when you come back with either the I'm on the fence still or less than opinion of the, what their evidence is no matter no matter how you break it to them you're wrong right they come to you looking for they just want confirmation they don't want the other side and uh, if you don't want confirmation if you want confirmation don't ask questions just believe what you believe and that's fine if you want to believe that that orb is your grandma that's fine don't don't just leave it at that don't ask people right. about it just just believe it Well, I feel like, you know, nowadays it's, I mean, even though it, the paranormal is so widespread, I think a lot of people are just looking for that, that confirmation that there's something there that they're, you know, that, that whatever it is, even, no matter how fake it is or how, you know, practical it is that they're coming across, they might think it's real. But instead of just keeping it to themselves, you know, they need to get it out there and they need to share it and hope that somebody will agree with them. Uh, just so that they have, you know, that kind of that, that basis uh, on their own, just like, oh, okay, so I'm not, totally crazy but at the same time I think there's a lot of people out there uh, that, that I've noticed and no one that we've necessarily come across uh, yet but there's people out there who will purposely target some of us you know on the radio show who constantly talk about oh we used to do all these investigations and we debunked this and debunked that and they'll say okay well I'm going to come up with this thing and send it to you and see you know Oh, are you yeah. really going to debunk it, or are you just going to give it the you know the ghost thing and say, "Hey, good good catch"? So, yeah, there's a level of that, and there's a level of people who want to be the one that say got whoever they're sending mm-hmm. emails to, and yeah, that you know get one over on the paratroof boys. Oh, we got that Photoshop past those guys. They don't know. <laughs> don't listen to them. <laughs> well, no. Truthfully, I'm sure you uh, you guys get them too. You look at them, you take if you you take a minute maybe and look at it and answer it. You don't spend hours. And when you get one picture, you don't have any. I mean, you don't know the frame rate. You don't know if the, what the person was doing before or after they took the picture. You just get this mm-hmm. one one still image, and they want you to ju- judge, jury, and executioner it. 
and I can't do that. I, I hated doing that with stuff when I was president in the room, knowing the, the conditions, let alone somebody that I don't know, don't know their camera, don't know all these other things. Right. But but I'll do it. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'll give it my best shot and whatever. But Well, I just told Eric that I'm so happy that he went through the, the film uh, schooling that he did because... Uh, there, there's pictures that you can manipulate the colors and everything else to see the depth of it, or is it translucent truly, or is it just something that the camera picked up the wrong way? So it's uh, one of those things that people don't think in that aspect as well. They don't think to change the color or or fade out all color, just do black and white to see what, what it looks like. They just... Yeah stick on that one picture and a lot of people and Eric and I just had this conversation before the show people will see what they want to see as well because there I forget the the uh, term that they use but you form an image in your mind at something you're looking at even if that thing is not what you're what is well, it's like the EVP thing when you put post it up on the screen it says get out and then you see get out you hear get out right but, right so it's all connected when you when you start subconsciously sending messages to people that's what they're going to see or hear and it is it's human nature and we I don't know I don't know how we get around that yeah. <laughs> I haven't figured that one out yet maybe that was my question how do we get around human nature and figure out the truth <laughs> Now, uh, doing the show for as long as you have, uh, one thing that Eric and I have kind of stuck away from is conspiracy theories. Are there, I mean, do you think there's any validity to conspiracy theories? This is a two-parter. And if you do, which ones are more valid than others? Well, I do believe there, okay. I'm not going to go all Alex Jones on you and say everything's a false flag and da-da-da-da-da. Right. But... Pull it back to the root, and there is probably something to all of them. Now, is it as big as they say it is? Probably not. Because when you start spinning these things, you try, well, you know, the hype and sensationalism we've been talking about. So you have to be the bold over the top. But so there is something to all of them. Now, which ones catch my eye? I guess I, I haven't really talked about this on my show, but it's, it's the one that catches my eye ultimately is Sandy Hook because when they tore the building down without letting people in it, that just kind of doesn't sit well with me. Okay. Because you look at Columbine, they used they actually sent kids back in there to go to school. So when you weigh those two out, you go, hmm, something just isn't right about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it a conspiracy? Is it, I don't know. It just doesn't pass the smell test, I guess. So that's, that's probably the easiest one to point to that. I don't want to say keeps me up awake at night because it doesn't because it is what it is. The building's gone and we're not. There's nothing we can do about it now. Right. But something doesn't set right, set right with me on that one at least. Okay. Well, and in regards to conspiracies, then you know you think of uh, Hurricane Katrina, for example. Um, well, one of the big things there was when the Ninth Ward was flooded. Um, they had the break wall that that uh, you know broke apart, and the entire ninth ward is flooded. And they said that that was something that the government planned from the beginning, uh, in a way to exterminate the ninth ward. Now, is that something that you think? And of course, this is like really out there. But is that something that you think is possible that the government would be willing to do that, or uh, has any kind of weight to it, or is it just kind of like people you know trying to find an answer because they can't deal with the truth? Well, you know, and then you get back into the weather, the control, uh, government controlled weather, and did they target that? And that's heavy. That's above my pay grade. I'm not going to go there. But would the, would, <laughs> would the government be willing to kill its own people? I guess is your is your question. And the jury's still out for me because you you start hearing these things and you go, boy, it doesn't make sense. Why would they want to do that? I mean, it doesn't make sense. But then you you know you, you see it and, or you see it, you keep seeing it repetitively. You go back to nine eleven, mm-hmm. and you know there's all those theories around that. So that right. adds the, is the government killing our people? And then you've got these wars stacked on nine eleven where they kill people. So you kind of go, I cringe about it. I don't want to believe our government is killing our own people. Right. But it's it's foggy. But I'm not willing to come out and boldly straightly say it. But I'm not willing to say no. They're not doing it either. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, folks. I think uh, we're going to go to our first break here. You are listening to Paratruth Radio. We will be right back after Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Did you know that kangaroos can't fart? According to DailyRandomFacts.com, they convert the small quantity of methane that they produce into an energy source, which their body reuses. Scientists hope that one day they will be able to transfer the bacteria that causes this in kangaroos to cows, in hopes to reduce methane emissions in order to save the world from the latest fashionable catastrophe, which is global warming. Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we've been talking to Jim Mallard about his show the mallard report uh some of his his different uh takes on things so jim we've talked about conspiracy theories we've talked about ghosts uh is there like a specific cryptid that piques your interest over others it's big it's got to be bigfoot i called him sasquatch earlier i get conflicted i don't know depends <laughs> what i guess it depends what time of day it is what i'm supposed to call i don't know mm-hmm. what area um, you're in is it yeah specific if time? i'm facing if i'm facing the north i guess it's bigfoot i don't know but <laughs> it it seems it's because there's so many reports but nothing beyond the report i mean there's few pictures and videos if you want to believe any of those right right, right. But there's enough reports that validate the fact the fact there should be video or in pictures and I believe physical evidence by this point. Yeah. I mean we send thousands of people out in the woods every every year with guns hunting something other than Bigfoot. You'd think somebody would have I don't know. I by by chance by chance bagged one. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean in the end, I mean I I know like both Justin and I agree on this. I think we kind of just chop it up to uh, misidentification, uh, misidentification when it comes to Bigfoot. Because, you know, he is probably, or it is probably, one of the best-known cryptids out there in the world. Uh, whether you're talking about Sasquatch or Bigfoot, or the Yeti or whatever. Uh, and I think just the fact that there's so much, uh, or so many rumors, I guess, going around and so many so-called sightings that when you go out in the woods, I mean, even I, myself, you know, when I go out in the metro parks and stuff, I'm like, okay, you know, is there a chance I'm going to see something around here, especially down here in Virginia, you know, in the Smoky Mountains, uh, in the Blue Ridge. I mean, it's one of the big places that Bigfoot is supposedly spotted. And so when I'm out there, especially at night, I'm just like, my eyes are wandering. And every once in a while, Justin knows this, I mentioned it on the show a couple of times, I'll be driving down the highway and I have to second and you know they already guessed myself like what the heck was that oh it's just just a tree it's just a tree but it looked like it was bigfoot i'm telling you but, uh, I, I don't know i i agree i think that there should be a whole lot more evidence out well, there i had somebody telling me goodness i'm gonna say months ago i don't know it's been a while ago that bigfoot is possibly interdimensional which would lead us to oh, okay well then why don't you say that that opens that hole. Right. So there isn't going to be X, Y, and Z. That's why we're not having a lot of sightings and footprints and all this other stuff. And then you go, wait, interdimensional? So what else is interdimensional? What else? I mean, fairies, leprechauns. I mean, you could just put anything and say it's interdimensional then. Right. So I, I don't know. That's where it kind of gets very conflicting. And I don't know. That probably keeps me up more than some of these conspiracy theories. Well, and and when you say interdimensional, what does that even mean? Like, uh, for example, 
from the the Christian standpoint of things, uh, angels and demons could be interdimensional. But does that mean all these other things are separate from those? Are they something that uh, you know is jumping in between and just making us perceive whatever we want? You know. Yeah. Interdimensional just makes it so much more complicated. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it, it's a good it's a good out, right? For any of these things, it's just a good. Oh, it, it, this they're in a different dimension. Don't worry about it. When you see it, you see it. You'll know it. <laughs> okay. Well, and that's why a lot of people want to explain it uh, that the the pictures are blurry or yeah. that sort of thing as well. As long as my show is being heard in the other dimension, I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've come across numerous reports uh, where supposedly someone seen a UFO, a, a one that had landed and apparently there were Bigfoot stepping in and out of this, you know, objects, flying objects of, of some sort. And of course, again, there's never any pictures. And if there are pictures, they're always on the crappy cell phones that are like the Razor from back in the 90s you know, <laughs> that nobody <laughs> freaking uses anymore. The flip phones that actually my in-laws still use flip phones. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's just beyond me that in this day of age, with the equipment, the technology that we have, that we are incapable of capturing anything with a clear photograph. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take it a step further. The UFO thing is really interesting because we've got radar. We've got these air or ground-the-air missile programs out there that are supposed to shoot things down. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, we've spent, I don't even know how, more money than I can fill the room behind me with, and um, they're not doing it. So I don't know. I mean... Is that because they're told not to do that, or is that because they're not out there? Or see, that's the next thing that really gets me is right. some guy in his backyard with a flip phone has a UFO landing in there, and this thing manages to avoid all radar and all all airplanes, all satellites. I mean, you got to figure at some point one of these things is going to clip a satellite, and I'm not going to have TV. Right. right. Uh, maybe <laughs> space. Yeah, I, know, I mean. <laughs> Where did that where did that channel go? I don't know. I mean, so it's just it's hard. I don't know, it's it's hard for me to come to grips with. I guess is, but I believe there. I believe we're not the most intelligent thing ever anywhere. But I don't know where the other is. Right. Well, I mean, it kind of goes along your beliefs. Like the basis of Paratruth Radio, Eric believes strictly the, the the Christian standpoint, where I'm I'm thinking more along the mainstream view. And I, I, Eric has said, you know, he doesn't want to say that there isn't intelligent life out there. But do I believe that they're coming here, that they're conspiring with our government, that we have the technology that they have already? Maybe, but is it is it probable? Highly unlikely because well, again, if if, we're, if our government's interacting with them, right? <laughs> they're not interacting. <laughs> with, as I was gonna say, they're not interacting with our most intelligent people. Right. Um, <laughs> so I mean, and if okay, so okay, take the iPhone for example. Is that the best they've got? If they've traveled billions of miles, and that's the be- I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool. I get it, but it's if that's the best they've got. Mm-hmm. I mean, we weren't. I mean, uh, I don't know. I ho- I'd hope they have something better, but right. <laughs> you would think. I mean, and just in regards to like the military. Now, of course, the military has plenty of armor and plenty of weapons, so on and so forth. But with alien technology, if it does exist, you think our our armor would be a whole lot better, uh, both on soldiers and on the vehicles that are driven or flown, et cetera, et cetera, um, and weapon power for that matter. You know, I know a lot of people. Are, yeah, let's let's take it a step further. Let's let's okay. let's avoid armor. Let's, let's go to the nuts of the issue here. If there are if they're flying that far, our aircraft would be better. Right. Mm-hmm. Straight across the board. That would be a parallel because if you're traveling that many billions of miles, you'd think they could, you know, we should be able to circle the Earth multiple hundreds of times before re- refueling an airplane, and we're not. Right. Well, heck, at this Sorry. point, we'd be having flying cars if we... <laughs> We had alien technology for pizza. Well, now, that brings up a completely different thing because apparently the government's been hiding this from us, you know, about the whole interaction with aliens. And this is something that Barack Obama said, that when he leaves office, he's going to spill the beans about what's in the book. You know, every other candidate has says they will when they get it off. Right, and they say they're going to get it off. So now the question is, if... If aliens really do visit, and say we do happen to have this power or this ability based on what the aliens have provided us, is the military or is the government purposely hiding it 
and allowing, you know, we could have it right now. But are they thinking, oh, if we extend this, then people will never know we actually have it from alien technology, but that humans have become smarter over generations, generations, and that's what produces this, you know, the, the, the new planes and the equipment, so on and so forth. Well, this goes back to this whole conspiracy thing. Is the gov- is, How many people would have to know this secret for it to be remain a secret? Because you start telling 5, 10, 15, 20 people, mm-hmm. the odds of the secret not being a secret anymore go up every time you tell somebody. Right. So if, if we have 20 people that have these top-level meetings with aliens, it just seems like there's too many. Mm-hmm. And then, so say, then you pair it back to like four people have these meetings. There, are, how many? People? <laughs> okay, so I had just got out of the meeting with uh, the aliens over there, and they told me to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> that takes a lot of trust from the next person that you're telling. Yeah, <laughs> to believe that this. So I don't know, and and so you, you, you play back the Trump versus whoever party thing. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if one party knew or had communications, the other party would have to have them too, because that way there's no I hate to say it this word Trump card. <laughs> because if you know, oh we've we've got higher we've got higher connections than they do, so we're just going to keep the technology flowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It makes it I, if it's if it's. Then you get into the ultimate conspiracy of the New World Order and the Illuminati and right. above the government and, well, that's a whole big can of worms. Right. Yeah. And, like, when you, in every, in every movie, alien movie you've ever seen, for, just for an example, Independence Day, where they tell the president it was as a need to know, it basically it's below your pay grade. The most important person that's supposed to be a part of our government and they're below the pay grade to know that there's aliens that exist here? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, that, they're, uh, they're only in office for eight, possibly eight years, maybe four. Right. And Your senior and officials at the though. Pentagon are there for 25 years, so. Right. And to go along with the conspiracy, you know, I mean, it, a lot of people say that the president is simply a spokesman. You know, right. and that the Supreme Court has rule over the, over him, which in a sense he, they do. So is that really all he is? Does he really have any true power? And of course he has limited power. He has a significant amount of power at that. Um, but what's going on behind the doors, you know, even behind the president's back? Are there things going on? You know, what's going on overseas right now? We don't know. You know, is the military doing things that the rest of us don't know that the, even the president doesn't know about? It's a possibility. Yeah. But, I, I believe there's stuff going on that. Well, just take any corporation. There's stuff going on that the CEO doesn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going on beneath him and beyond him, and he assumes everything's going great until somebody says, "Hey, hey that wingnut factory over there isn't working so well," and then he puts some attention to it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, the whole UFO aliens working with our government thing. I, any conspiracy theory really. Unless it's got so much validity to it that you can't ignore, like like you were saying, Jim. Uh, I, that's why Eric and I kind of stay away from that. Even though if we did conspiracy theories, probably millions of people would be listening, but then we're selling out to, to do conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I wouldn't say millions, but actually the, the show that I did, Again, months ago, that has drawn a lot of attention is paranormal conspiracies. Okay. Where I got into the different speech because we did, we're sitting here bantering back and forth. We all accept ghosts or spirit or Bigfoot or Sasquatch. But when you start saying these things and you don't pay attention to what you're, you're saying it because you accept it. Mm. The conspiracy is in the thoughts behind mm. all these terms and all these different ideas within the paranormal. People, uh, people, took it in. I don't know what they did with it, but I'm glad they t- tuned in and took the time to open their mind to maybe we should just narrow the focus a little bit. Maybe we, if we all set out to find Bigfoot instead of Sasquatch, you know, just, I don't know. I hope, like I said, people listen to it for whatever, whatever, wherever it went, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see if anything comes oh, out of I mean, it. I think the biggest issue... <laughs> I think the biggest issue that we have in regards to uh, conspiracy theories is 
people tend to, to devote so much of their time on the conspiracy theory and don't bother to look at the reality surrounding it. You know, they don't look at the facts. They just want to see the stuff that's interesting and that they want to enjoy. Like, okay, their own so the Illuminati. That yes, <laughs> or their own reality, you know. When you think, yeah, okay, the Illuminati, we know it's a real thing, but do they have as much power as, you know, the conspiracy says that they have right now? Are they really in control of absolutely everything that America does? Well, you know, people are just feeding into that like crazy. I know a number of different people uh, who have radio shows who only talk about conspiracy theory and only talk about the Illuminati. <laughs> and exactly, you know, <laughs> there it is. And it's like, oh, it's on the dollar bill. Oh, you know, this sports team ha- is part of the Illuminati, and this music group is part of the Illuminati, and this is Illuminati, that's Illuminati, the president's Illuminati, so on and so forth. And it's just so far out driven and crazy that it actually sounds completely insane. I've got a question. When did it become the Illuminati? It used to be Freemasons controlled the world. And then somewhere yeah. mid nineties, I guess it was, it, it's, it's flipped into the Illuminati, which is fine. And, and uh, to address your, your point, when you start looking for something, um, whether it be connections to the Illuminati or, uh, pictures of somebody or something catch, you know, every once in a while I'll see a car. It'll be driving down the road. Oh, it's, it's an Ikea or an Ikea. Okay, cool. Nice mm-hmm. car. And then for the next week, everywhere I go, I will see an orange one, a red one, a green one. Right. I'll pass hundreds of cars, you know, and that car will always stand out. And right. you go, man, there's a lot of those Kias around. <laughs> now, they they're always have been there, but now you're, you're paying attention to it. You're catching your eyes, right. catching it. And when you start looking for random little facts... Oh, they shredded those documents. That must mean there's more more proof to my conspiracy. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. there was nothing in those documents. Maybe there was telling you to shredded those documents. There was never really documents. Right. But whatever facts make you again fit fit your puzzle, they fit your puzzle. Mm-hmm. Well, and right. to go on what Eric was saying, and even yourself, the more the more you give in to whatever conspiracy theory you're you're feeding into you're just making them that much more powerful so say the illuminati are real say that they are the most powerful thing you're making them that much more powerful by speaking out against them yes and or speaking for them every time you right. know you speak it- it doesn't matter if you're speaking for or against somebody. As I tell people, hate the show, please comment hate. Because I just <laughs> yeah. see that, I see that as another number, another comment. It doesn't matter if you hate it, love it, it's just a comment. I see it as a comment, that's all good. But I, I guess, uh, beginning of February, it was cold here, snowing, and I had a lot of extra time in my hands, so I fell down the wormhole. I watched probably 25, no joke, 9-11 truther documentaries. Wow. That, and that's be- impressive, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, it is. It is in hindsight, and I was pretty sure by the end of it, I caused 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it just, it because you start spinning these facts, and you're like, well, you kind of, you know, they knew, and you, you could have stopped, you know, it was like, ah, so, <laughs> you knew. I mean, you could have stopped it, you you know, but obviously I didn't know. But you start twisting these things so deep within yourself, and you go, okay. Yeah, yeah. some of that stuff's really shady, and some of what I'd like to actually physically see in person. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I don't trust everything I see on the Internet or in these documentaries. I'd like to, you know, see some of this stuff in person, and then we'll make a, a real judgment on it and, until then. Right, yeah. But I'm not going to watch anymore. I've decided that <laughs> 25 and it was probably within a week. And I, I seriously yeah. don't. I'm done. I've, I've seen enough. That's got to be a record. 25 videos. I'm not. In, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many are left even at this point. <laughs> but um, I'm done with them. And it's me. Okay. It's like a radio show. Some of them are really good and really all put together, and some of them I just was sucked into it. I couldn't turn it off because I figured maybe they might tell me something new. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think, you know, another big, so many big issues coming up here, but it, not with just uh, documentaries alone, but just about anything that you watch on television these days or anyone you talk with. It, they're never leaving the door open for you to make your own decision about what's yeah. true and what isn't. It's always, here, this is what I'm telling you is the truth. And then the next one is, here, this is what I'm telling you is the truth. And it's always, blah, 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 this is true, this is true, this is true. And then you're just stuck with, crap, I don't know what to do with any of this. you know. And I would like to see a real nicely put together documentary where people are, give you both sides of the story and then say, okay. I, I agree, but I don't know. 
if there's money to be made with that either. I guess it's the bottom line of all these documentaries and productions. People have to sell it to whoever's going to buy it. And I don't know. That's just the bottom, that's the problem. And like reality TV, they're selling it to a market. If it's whoever it is, it's whoever it is, and they're buying it, or they're not buying it, and the show gets canceled, and we move on. So, you know, we, we've touched base on pretty much everything, like I said, under the paranormal umbrella. So, so, is there any guests that you have that are coming up or in the past that have made you question what you believed before you talked to them? Um, that's a good question. I, it's not necessarily... Well, I had Bill Sweet on... A couple months ago, I, I don't know. I, they all blur together anymore. Right. Yeah. And he was, he, he was talking about the power of prayer, which was interesting because as I have evolved and changed around how I think about things, that kind of, I don't want to say got lost, but it wasn't necessarily something that was ever present in my okay. part of my life. Mm-hmm. And to hear the, how the, he's actually done some scientific research on it and how things can how it does work and how it sometimes doesn't work, which was interesting to find out that it's it, so it, I don't want to say necessarily changed how I thought, but open re, I don't want to say opened my eyes, but made me think about how things were going. That's and actually just, kind of interesting. <laughs> I, I think you guys would love him. Yeah. I think you guys would like to talk to him. So remind me, I'll get you his contact information. So cool. cool. Well, let's jump back to this whole UFO thing real quick, just a little bit. Okay. Uh, and just simple question. I know Justin and a number of other people have had or experienced um, a, a UFO encounter or what they believe is. Have you ever encountered something that you just can't explain? Not UFO-wise. It, okay. It's all been ghost-related. And okay. I guess that's probably one of the questions that, I, that is still paramount in my mind because it seems – now, the percentage is growing a little bit. But it's not, it's probably one or two percent of people who have had both ghost related experiences and UFO experiences, which leads me to believe, again, this is what, June 2016, because um, I'm going to probably change my mind again on this, <laughs> that maybe it's how the dimensions want you to see things or perceive things. Maybe it's, maybe I was more comfortable with that instead of the UFO thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. So that's 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 still ongoing, I guess. That's why I made yeah. sure to. Have you so know. I mean, it, it, what you're saying then is, in, in a sense, it's almost one in the same. This UFO and this interdimension thing, possibly. Like maybe possibly. I know, a, <laughs> I, yeah, possibly. I know a guy uh, back in Cleveland who had mentioned to me once that he believed that what we are seeing that were considered UFOs are actually just doors into another dimension opening up in the sky and spirits, you know, doing it. And of course we see it as one thing or believe it as one thing, but in reality it's something different. And I thought that was really interesting because that kind of makes sense. I and mean, we, we all know that there is an interdimension, you know, and that there's spirits on the other side somewhere, you know, I mean, we've been investigating, talking about it for years now, right. <laughs> uh, but UFOs is a completely different thing. You know, but not right. all of us have seen it or, have, you know, experienced it. So, yeah, it's definitely interesting to think that they are possibly one and the same, but trying to get people to view that a, too. And what an awesome door. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got some doors in my house and none of them are even close to being that awesome. Look yeah. like a cigar, look like a rectangle, look like a triangle. Uh, all mine are rect- or rectangles or squares. I mean, none of, nothing too exciting. I mean, they don't fly away, I don't think. I'm not here all the time. <laughs> No. <laughs> I actually do remember you telling me about about that a little bit uh, about that guy telling uh, mm-hmm. talking to you about that. So that, and at this point in my life, doing it for as long as we've been doing it, I think anything is is a possibility as far as especially especially UFOs because people, as we've been saying, get pictures of them all the time. You know, is it? A window or a door opening to let other things in or to see into our our dimension. Sure, I'd say that's a, a possibility. Yeah, until until we have a ship out back that I can climb aboard and right periscope from. Um, yeah, <laughs> be watching for that. Right. By the way, <laughs> I've been talking to some government officials and we're trying to set that up. Uh, well, then you know who to hook up once you do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, folks, you're listening to Paratruth Radio. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back right after Justin's Paranormal Headlines. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's going on, Parafans? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines. And these headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Baby dragon hatches out in Sylvania cave. An extremely rare form of cave-dwelling salamander has emerged from its egg in Sylvania's Postona cave. Once believed to be real-life dragons, these peculiar creatures have adapted perfectly to living in complete darkness and have eked out an existence underground for millions of years. With their long, snake-like bodies, Olms live and hunt exclusively in subterranean pools and rivers, such as those found in Postona Cave, around 30 miles southwest of Slovenia's capital, Ljubljana. Because they breed only once every decade, Olm eggs are a rare spectacle indeed. And given that only two out of every 500 eggs will actually hatch, witnessing a baby Olm emerge is even rarer still. This, however, was the site that greeted a group of lucky visitors to Postona Cave this week, as one of the eggs being carefully monitored there actually hatched out on Tuesday. There is even a chance that more of the eggs could hatch out in the near future. Although both science and researchers' previous experience gave us almost zero chance that the drama unfolding in the cave aquarium before our very eyes would have a happy ending, we had faith it would happen, cave officials said in a statement. New scanner to help unlock pyramids' secrets. A new type of scanning technology is being employed to look for hidden chambers inside the Great Pyramid. Developed by the French Alternative Energies and Atomic Energy Commission, this new method uses cosmic ray muon particles to build up a three-dimensional image of the interior. We're trying to discover the Pyramid of Giza and other pyramids as well. And whether or not there lies anything behind them or any secrets we do not know about, said scientist Yasser Al-Shayab. The first stage of the investigation will be to focus the scans on known areas of the pyramid to ensure that everything is worked before moving on to uncharted areas of the structure. The project is being headed up by former Egyptian Antiquities Minister Zahi Hawass. It's running right now, and if it manages to detect one of the three chambers we already know exist inside, then we will continue the scan, he said. The first results from the project are expected to be revealed early next month. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Parajuth Radio. My name is Eric. I'm Justin. And we are talking to Jim Melliard of the Melliard Report, the fastest hour paranormal talk radio. Now, Jim, we always like to give our guests some time at the end of the show to just tell everyone where they can find you and uh, anything you'd like to share whatsoever. Well, the easiest place to find me is tmr247.com, and that has the links for the stream, the live show, the podcast, all the social media links, everything everything you ever want, you just go there, and it's off the one page. You can find it. If you can't find it, as I tell people, you probably just don't need it. And um, <laughs> so that that's that, and there's... Um, I, I, I want to say over 70 podcasts there. You can go download them all for free or listen to the stream. It's it's remarkable. Some of the, I don't know, blows my mind what I've got going right now. And um, so that's that. And actually, if you go over right now, you'll get George Norrie. He'll be the, the new program 
when you go over after you listen to the show. So I had George on and an amazing conversation. We didn't talk about, we talked a little a tiny bit of radio, but mostly paranormal stuff, kind of like we did tonight. And it's, it's fascinating to hear him talk about things on the other I know he does open lines, but it's, it, it's nice to have a nice flow of somebody and you can just, like we did tonight, just go back and forth about different topics. And, and the fact that you actually got him on is saying something because I had tried to contact him several times and never got an answer back. Uh, apparently, I know, but he apparently for some reason it likes my show. I don't, I can't explain it. Um, he was on last summer, and I just, I don't know how it stars align for me. I don't, I don't have an easy answer to that. I'm so humble. Oh come on. <laughs> well, it, it seriously just started with. Uh, he did an interview with a member of a forum that I was on, and this member did did a bunch of hashtags at the end of his videos and one of them was free the duck when I was on part of another network and George Norrie said it before this interviewing member said it and so I sent George a member a message on the forum I said thanks for the shout out Mm -hmm. would you be interested in coming on my show sometime and all I got back was one word sure and I'm thinking okay (laughs) so I, I waited I waited until Art's new program was coming on and I sent him a message a few weeks ahead of time and said hey Art's coming back do you want to come on my show and I got back, sure. And I'm thinking, boy, this, this communication, I just need a little bit more. So I sent it, I sent the time and information and he said, okay, we can do that. And I, I felt good then. But even when you get that, okay, then we can do that. You're never sure because, you know, he's a busy guy. He's got all this right. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So until he picked, until I dialed the number out and George Norrie, I wasn't sure he was actually going to come on. And then at the end of the interview, I said, hey, I've got to get you back on because, you know, we talked about Coast and radio and all that other stuff. Hey, i got to get you to come back on and talk paranormal stuff sometime. And he said, sure, again. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I waited until my five-year anniversary show came up, and I sent him another, sent him another message, and he said yes. And I, he actually said yes that time, so I felt a lot better about it. And then I called him up. and Sweet. So I don't know. There was no magic. That, that just a connection through some other person that worked. And that's how I think. That's what we talk. You know, we talk to each other back and forth about guests and people. And it's the connections between us and the connections that we make with guests that make any of these shows really work. Because right, if we right. tried. If we tried to do it alone, we'd all fail. With just being bold and cocky and ignorant about the connections that somebody could have to somebody else. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's something Eric and I both agree on. Since starting Paratruth Radio, you know, we were on uh, ParaX. You know, then I went off to Fate, which became Shark Radio. And I'm dropping these names because I can honestly care less if if they want to sue me. Go ahead. There's there's no money to be gained. I was gonna say there's no slander there. Well, you, yeah. we're there. I mean, right. <laughs> um, but you know. I, I left Shark Radio, Eric left Para-X, and, you know, for a while I did Parasite by myself, uh, but doing it the way I was doing it got so expensive that I'm like, you know what, for two listeners a week, I I can't afford doing this the way that I'm doing it. <laughs> so, you know, we had a small hiatus in there and then came back at, with, with a vengeance, no less, to be a part of iHeartRadio on their, on their pad, podcast area and get on YouTube and start doing the videos and have such an amazing acceptance and, and uh, what's the word I'm Yeah, you have to... Presence. You have to have a presence. You yeah. just you can't just be on your website and thinking that's great, right? Because it's not, right? Yeah, right. I agree. <laughs> no matter how great your website is, and you guys, this is nice, but yeah, if you're not out, if you're not where the people are listening, you're you're missing half right. three quarters of what's going on, right? So, all right, Jim. I I know you gotta go get ready for your show. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, as soon as we have. Maybe even just a specific topic to talk about with you. We'll have you on again. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm an open book, so whatever you guys want to talk about, you know where to find me. If you can't find me, you're not looking for me. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Yep, have a good night, guys. Bye-bye. See ya. All right, folks. That was the one and only Jim Mallard. <laughs> So uh, if you guys didn't check out the show that we did with him, definitely go check that out. But uh, this one was was just as good, I I would say, because, like I said, I, I honestly 
didn't know where the conversation would go because we had already done the show with him. Right. So everybody knew, I mean, everybody knows if you listen to Paratruth what Eric's take on things and what my take on things are. So, uh, best I could say is very awesome guest, very awesome guy. Um, so next week, if you guys saw our post on Facebook and everything, is going to be our two-year anniversary episode. <clears throat> Honestly, did I ever see it being two years I wanted it to be, but it was kind of hard going at first when we first got started <laughs> again as far as you know how we were broadcasting that sort of thing uh you know eric and i knew where each each of us stood on topic so it was it was good to have that base but you know going to blog talk switching to spreaker and then eventually ending up on iHeartRadio and you know starting the video on youtube uh Honestly, don't think it, it would have gotten this far, uh, but it, it has, and it's been awesome. So, uh, for anybody out there that did not see the post, but you're hearing this show, uh, if you have any questions for Eric or I that we have not ever answered for you, give us a holler, uh, and there will be a a question for our podcasting friends as well which you guys will will see on Facebook or uh through email so um uh any news on your end as far as movies or anything like that any updates uh well just Currently working on getting the film onto DVDs. Uh, there we are, well not we, but Cleveland is accepting films for the Cleveland Film Festival, which, for next March, which, you know, it's one that I've been most interested in right. getting into. So I'm trying to get that all set up so I can go ahead and apply to that. Is that one of the uh, harder ones to get into? That, that, was, that was pretty rough. That, that's one of the bigger ones, um, believe it or not. Uh, Cleveland Film Festival is, got a bit of history behind it, you know. Uh, I don't think anyone will say it's the largest of the large, you know, or like, you know, right, close to it. Right. But uh, it's definitely significant in, in regards to pushing you forward or keeping you back in the industry, I believe. Uh, and I think there'll be people who agree or disagree with me, but <clears throat> regardless. Well, for it to be from where you're from on top of that. Exactly. That, that's the only thing I'm really interested in. It's just hometown. So, right. uh, yeah, so that's the one thing I'm working toward now. Uh, beside that, no real news movie-wise or film-wise other than that. I'm um, just kind of preparing myself for a wedding that I have to attend. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> a couple of weeks. But we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be a good time. You know, we've got a few weeks left here, a couple weeks left here, actually, I think. Um, just keep keep on trucking. Got the show to do. We got got the gym to go to. <laughs> Cars, using off everything. Yeah. Life. Life. Yeah, and uh, still nothing for my book, so I'm thinking starting publishing houses is my best route for that. So, folks, stay tuned for any type of logos, any type of websites, anything like that for a new publishing company as well as the book. I'm hoping to get it out to you guys sooner than later because I am working on my second book, which is actually not linked to the first one. So it'll be interesting because I kind of needed a break from the the legendary creature saga after <laughs> taking so long to get it done. So after one book, taking a break from the entire saga, <laughs> I'll probably hop back to it after this one. Yeah, you're you're going to be like Hollywood. You know, oh, here's a sequel twenty years later. <laughs> Hopefully, not that long. <laughs> Wait a second, six seven years to write the book to, to begin with. You say because that's twenty years. The majority of the population never saw the first one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well keep that in mind for yourself as well indeed indeed touche <laughs> all right folks uh so like i said next week two-year anniversary episode uh week after that uh we're probably gonna be airing one of our guest appearances because as eric said we have a wedding to get ready for so it'll just be uh a, yeah. a yep. show that we did with somebody else 
We figured why remain cousins when you can get married, right? The laws are passing. <laughs> so, actually, believe it or not, one of the questions on the, the license application is, are you two related? Oh, gosh. <laughs> What's wrong with the sick world? Because in North Dakota, except for first cousins, you can... You, and I'm, there's a lot of states that are like that, too, but it made Shelly and I chuckle. We're like, what? <laughs> Why is this question on here? <laughs> no, we're sis, brother and sister. <laughs> oh. Yucky. Okay, so on that note... <laughs> <laughs> until next week, will you where you will find us same time, same channel, my name is Justin... And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Parachutes Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, parachutesradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day. of stoicism chances are if you have you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s lone wolves no emotions antisocial behavior cold indifference all that is stoicism with a lowercase s stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to StoicismPod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.